Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find. I'm a self-improvement junkie, certified professional coach, podcast host, and public speaker. And I'm a wife and mom of four teenagers. I'm an expert at helping people use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. How do I do this? By helping you realize your gifts and use them as your superpowers. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rare fine voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, and deal with a major life transition, such as getting married, getting divorced, changing jobs, or having kids. This podcast is for you if you wanna be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset, and get out of your own way. If you're ready to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep listening because you are a rare find. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Rare Find Voices. I'm super excited. I have a very special guest today. I have Jalen Jean-Pierre, and I'm gonna probably mess up every single time I say it. Jalen Jean-Pierre. She's the founder of Grim and Bold Creative. Her team creates amazing brands rooted in purpose and passion. They help new businesses discover their identity and they help seasoned professionals recreate their vision in the noisy social space. They take the hard work of turning your vision into a strategic brand and a beautiful website. And they totally get that the process can be tough. So they created an easy flow that allows you to experience your brand in a different way. She's based in Florida. She's a wife. She's a mom of two small kids. Welcome to the show, Jalen. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to have you. I'm, I apologize because I just have a really hard time sometimes pronouncing things. And as a speaker, that's a horrible thing. But, you know, I'm doing my best. <laughs> no worries. I, and I usually just go by Jay because it's just ridiculous. So... <laughs> No, it's awesome. And I'm so happy to have you on the show. Um, first of all, you know, you and I have worked together now for quite a while. I will tell you, the work that Jay does is incredible. She has designed a website for me. She has designed just amazing creative materials. So um, I'm just a huge fan of your work. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> I and you're love so it. humble. You're so humble, and um, but extremely talented. And but I would love for for because I know your background, but I would love for you to share a little bit about what your background is and kind of what got you started in doing what you do. So can you share that with our listeners today, please? Of course. So um, I am a self-taught designer, and so my road was very different from a lot of people's. Um, I actually started off as a teacher, so I taught high school English for quite some time. And then um, my husband's career kind of took us everywhere. So I wasn't able to be in a brick and mortar classroom anymore. And so I really had to start this kind of personal journey of what it is that I love. Like, what was my passion? What did I want to do? How could I help people? How could I serve others? Um, and so that kind of sprung forward back into um, what my passion actually was what I started in college, which was graphic design. So I started graphic design in college, but I got away from it because everybody's a teacher in my family. So I'm like, okay, let me go down this road. Um, and so getting back to that, 
um, I really dived into everything I could learn from Udemy classes to uh, my sister is a, a an art grad, so talking to her, getting information from her, taking more classes, everything that I could do um, to kind of teach myself HTML, CSS, JavaScript, so I could create websites, um, the basic of design. Um, so for about a year, I just went into it, just learning as much as I could and started freelancing because I learned like the best way for me to really understand it was to do it. So I just like jumped in and started freelancing and helping clients and um, do white labeling things for other um, companies. And so um, about a year after I started that, I was like, this is it. Like, this is me. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I, this is my passion. So that's when I first started. And I started as like the Moxie assistant because I was so scared of niching down and losing, like losing, um, an identity in that way. And then um, I started coming out of my shell and really practicing and learning things that I love doing, which was um, websites and print, not so much answering phone calls, not so much creating um, emails, marketing stuff. So I was like, okay, this is really where I need to niche down to and figure out who my audience is. And so that's when I created Brimmon Gold Creative. And that's where we are now. <laughs> That's an awesome story. And I love it when, you know, cause so many of us, um, you know, as entrepreneurs or small business owners, like we didn't start there. Many of us did not start there. Like it was this journey through other careers, other experiences that finally brought forward something like right in your front of your face to be like, this is what you should be doing. But the fear perhaps of starting a business and all of that, you know, the, the myth of the lack of security and, you know, those are all the things that keep us sometimes from doing the things that maybe we really want to. It's just a fear. So like at what point did you just really decide and say, I'm going to go for it? Because it's more than just, I love it, but the belief that you could do it and it would actually become a, a career for you. And it's, it's so odd because I actually um, decided in the highest chaos moment that this is what actually what I want to do. I think my son was only um, two and I just had my daughter. So I was like maybe three weeks from having her and everything was chaotic. But I really felt like at that moment I was losing myself and being a mom and being a wife and traveling. And I was losing my identity as a person, as a woman and as who I wanted to be. And so I felt like even though that was like, the absolute craziest time because we were like in this tiny apartment in Seattle <laughs> and it was like really crazy. Um, I decided that at that moment that I needed to do this and I needed to do it for myself to start with, to kind of figure out um, who I was and really test whether I could do it. And so when I decided to launch, um, I, I struggled with a lot of things at first with that. Um, the guilt, you know, of whether I'm spending enough time with my family, the guilt and kind of like the fear of telling people that I was a self-taught designer too, because there's so much that's so loaded sometimes that um, you're afraid that people won't value the work that you do or they won't understand that, that I mean, that, that's a route that a lot of people take. Um, so I, I struggled with that quite a bit. But when I first decided to launch, it was really because I was searching for an identity because 
of being so lost in everything in the sea of it. And I think it was also a high point because um, I had, it was like a, a gradual thing, a gradual kind of thing of losing myself with becoming a mom and, and all of that. And, and that was so much of what consumed me at that time. I, um, I, I kind of just jumped in like eyes closed into starting my business and then figured it out <laughs> as I went along. And what you're talking about is so common as far as, you know, um, feeling like you're doing something and maybe it's on autopilot, but it's really not fulfilling you. And the more you do it, the more you just kind of get, you know, down into that, you know, dark hole. I mean, I, I talk a lot about energy and how, you know, the catabolic energy, the negative stuff, the stuff that, you know, really makes you feel sad or victimized, you know, or victim mentality or hopeless and apathetic over time that is it's you know you literally are feeling like the weight of it and it's so hard to come back up but just a little bit at a time that you're able to you know change or even see just that little sliver of light will begin to bring you up and like you said kind of remove the things that are getting in your way you know you talked about the, the fear of judgment, you know, from other people or the guilt of not, you know, doing what you're supposed to do as a mom or what have you. I mean, those are so common. And the fact that you're able to say what I'm doing or what I'm working towards is so important and it will produce results. Like it was, it was a belief for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, um, it took some time to get into it too. Like, cause I felt like I was just echoing it in my head just to make myself believe it for so long until I actually felt it. And so I think that that was a big part of it. Um, just trying to convince myself because I could tell my husband, he'd believe me. Like he doesn't, you know, whatever I tell him, he's like, all right, go for it. But like actually believing it myself, it took, it took a lot more even while I was doing it. Yeah. And, and, and that's the game. That's the game that we're all playing is like, it does start with our mindset and our thoughts and our beliefs. And if we continually tell ourselves, it starts to affect change on the habits and, and the emotional feel that we have, like the feeling that we get when we do it, but you, you got to start from zero sometimes, you know, I laugh when, you know, people are like, well, how'd you start a podcast? I'm like, it was, it wasn't necessarily hard but you start something from zero and you are like, I know I'm going to go up from here, but I have zero <laughs> listeners right now and I'm going to do this. You know, like it's such a funny example or, you know, I think about sports, like sports teams go out on the field with zero points, zero. They're starting there. They know that they're going to improve. Well, hope, right. That they're going to get some points on the board, but you know, just that, that ability to say, I'm going to start from zero with zero clients usually, and I'm gonna grow from there. And then it turns into doing it more, it turns into the actions that are gonna produce more, you know, instilling of those, of those beliefs. But um, I love that you shared the fact that you had this fear of judgment or like, what are people gonna think? Or it's such a common, a quote, common um, industry. So what do you think differentiates you and your business in the market? I think one of the biggest things that really differentiate us and really um, that we really try to communicate with our audience most is that our purpose, our purpose is to serve. 
Um, our purpose is to help other businesses. Our focus is always on doing, going above and beyond and understanding not only what our clients needs are, but the market that surrounds them, the changes that we need to anticipate as far as their market. How are they going to stand out? Um, how can we do, how can we create a plan for them and a design for them that not only they are attracted to, but the clients that they serve are going to be attracted to as well. And so um, focusing really on, focusing really on not only that purpose, but the greater thing of serving, the greater thing of really wanting to help women especially, because that's always been our focus, has been the, the center of everything that we've done. So even when we decide that um, I want to bring on a new designer that does this certain thing, because I know that my clients need this certain thing, whether it's video, whether it's 3D design, whether it's um, creating these stickers and gifts that are getting really popular on social media, making sure that I, if I don't have a designer, I know a designer that can do it and, and really focusing on collaboration. So if there's something that I don't know how to do, I'm going to give you a list of people that know how to do it because I believe in collaboration. Like I believe in, if I can't do it for you, I'm not going to be like, oh, I can do it and then mess it up. Like <laughs> I'm going to find someone that I can trust that I know will help you be able to succeed in, in that particular design that you need. And I think that having that kind of community that we've started to build with Rim and Bold has really been an effective, not only marketing strategy, <clears throat> but it's allowed us to sleep better at night. Like we really believe that we're helping people. And if I, and if we, cause there's two of us now, if we didn't believe that we were helping women to succeed and to help their businesses grow, I don't think we could do it. Like, I don't think it would be sustainable at all. Yeah. And that's powerful stuff. And I love that you shared in regards to the whole, like, you know, giving, giving resources, right. Beyond just yourself. Like, we don't, we as business owners don't have to be the end all solution to whatever our clients need, but being able to say, you know what, I know, I know what it is that you're looking for and I'm going to help you find that. And that's like you know, being resourceful and, and comfortable in the fact that it doesn't have to be specifically doing that, doing that for, you know, there's so much value the extension of a community or the extension of a service um, that so many times as a, as a small business owner, you think you've got to have the answers to all of it. You know, I mean, and I speak for myself when I started my coaching practice, like three over three years ago, I was like, I have to do all of that. I have to build my first website. I have to learn how to do bookkeeping. I have to, you know, figure it all out because it's my job. It's my business, you know, and what happens. And I hear this all the time from small business owners is all of a sudden the overwhelm gets so much because you're wearing every single hat. And then you start saying, I suck. I can't do it all. I'm never going to survive. You know, all of those negative thoughts come up and you're ready to throw in the towel because you don't believe that it's okay to ask for help. Do you, does that resonate with you? Oh my, oh my goodness. goodness. And I, I feel like one of the biggest things that this business has allowed me to do is to reflect like how, what are the things that make me up? What are the things that make me feel strong and comfortable and how can I reflect those into my business? And one thing has always been community. And that's why I was like, okay, we need to make sure that we're connecting people. We need to make sure that we have this list of resources for our clients. Because 
it it, that is such a struggle (laughs) and I feel like failure is so important to a business because you need to know you need to know where to challenge things and you need to know what it feels like so that you can keep going and I feel like that's been a big stepping stone so like if you go a month without clients it's like okay what in the world is going on what do I need to do that challenge like pushes you to figure out, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this better. I need to figure this out. I need to connect with these people. And I need to, especially for an introvert like me, um, I need to, okay, not exactly step out of my shell all the time, but maybe I need to move it over to the left and see what I can do over here, move it to the right, you know? So I, I think that that's been such a challenge for it, that it's, it's helped me grow as a person. And I feel like my business is a reflection of me. So when I grow as a person, it grows. Yeah. And it's awesome. And I'm, I'm laughing. I'm like visually seeing the, the shell moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know me, like I'm such a visual person. I mean, we worked together for a number of months and stuff. And, um, and, and I think, again, it takes so much to be able to say what I'm doing isn't working, but I know that there's a way to make it work. It just might be uncomfortable it just might not be what i thought it was gonna take you know i mean when i started to work with you jay built my third website <laughs> you know like I, three years ago i would have been like i am never gonna hire somebody to do it because i can do it you know and i'm gonna figure it out and it's not that i i made a decision because i was like completely exasperated but i just knew that it was not something I wanted to put my time towards. And there was definitely more talented people out there to do it the way that I wanted to do it. And so that was an opportunity to, you know, not only get what I wanted, solve the problem, but also meet somebody else that I then knew could expand my community, my connection. And at the end of the day, I've got clients that are in need of what you do. So, you know, you talked about that ability to connect, you know, I call it meta impact right? It's getting out of your container. Well, I've got my little network and people that do what I do or whatever. But when you start to create meta impact, you're now, you know, you're now expanding to outside of your container, your business, your community. And it just has that ripple effect, you know, to help and serve. Yeah. And I think a big part of that for me is like the first client I ever had she hired me out of nothing like i didn't have a website when i first started i didn't have anything and so she took a chance on me and i always remember that and so that's what i tried to reflect on with other things like with other clients with other people um even with bringing on other designers to help making sure that i'm taking a chance and i'm really um providing something in return to them because i think that's so important yeah, and and that's funny that you said that because about okay. Sorry if there was there was a little break there. We might have had a little technical difficulty, but we're back. Um, but I wanted to continue really quickly because we were talking about this idea of like, you know, doing things in your business and growing through you know change and and growing through you know discomfort and stuff. And so you know it's so relevant right now with what we're experiencing in the world, you know, we're in the midst of a global pandemic, we've got stay at home orders, quarantines, and like so much is changing. It's literally impossible to not crave connection, I would say. So uh, Jay, can you share a little bit about kind of what you've either learned or realized or 
had to change within your business given the current situation? Absolutely. So it's um, definitely been a huge learning curve for me as far as, and it's so weird. I feel like it shouldn't be since I work from home, <laughs> but um, I feel like this, this craving for not only to connect with people more and my business did, I did, I lost clients because of it. Um, but I used that time to learn new skills. So I started working with 3D. Um, I started working on more of the um, animations for clients. Um, and I've also started doing these master sessions with other entrepreneurs that are in my circle. And so on, um, on Tuesdays, we'll like every Tuesday, we'll meet and just like have a session where we can, um, you know, pick up things from each other, learn things from each other, um, talk about different problems that we're having and strategies to fix it. So that's been incredibly helpful. And I'm not even sure why I didn't do that before. Um, <laughs> um, and as far as, oh, go ahead. No, sometimes we just don't know that it's missing, right? We don't know that it's something that, you know, could fill could fill a space in our world, in our life, in our business until all of a sudden we're able to look at it and be like, oh, that would be really cool. Yeah. And I, I, I was so surprised because, um, I, I feel myself craving more of that connectedness now than I was prior to, even though the day-to-day -day things haven't really changed. Um, as far as like, you know, getting them off as working, planning my stuff out, all of that. But like, I guess the, the, the absence of it, the absence of the opportunity has kind of pushed me to try to connect in different ways with more people um, that are in different industries, but are still, you know, um, maintain their own businesses. And so I think that absence of opportunity really <laughs> pushed it, even though it wasn't something that I really focused on before. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's kind of like you weren't necessarily looking for it, but sometimes we get signs, we get, you know, little signals and things. And when we're out of our um, perhaps regular routine, you know, in this situation, many of us have, you know, maybe slowed down a little bit. Um, other things have come forward as more priority, you know, maybe things at home with your kids being around and, and you know, kind of doing more there. But it's like all of a sudden it starts to shine a light on that one thing. And you're, it's like, you could completely turn the other way, but when you do finally give in and say, there's something there, I really want to be more, like more aware and really look at things more like specifically, it starts to like brighten up, you know? It's like when you're not looking for something, all of a sudden it starts showing up everywhere and you're like, man, why does that keep happening? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's definitely made me a lot more intentional, I think too, with my time and how I, um, how I invest in my business because I feel like that's been something I was missing. Like I wasn't, I was so busy working with clients beforehand that I didn't really get to work on my business as much, like making sure that everything that I needed was scheduled right or making sure that I had all my workflows together, things like that. And so this has really given me an opportunity, not only focused on that and, and really creating a, um, a streamline for clients to make it easier for them, but also making it easier for me to manage all of these things so that when I'm ready to scale more then I, I'm prepared to do that as, as well as like learning new skills. So I talked a little bit about, you know, 3d and um, animations and things like that, but even just solidifying some of the 
the um, basic things as far as like how layouts and grids and things of that nature and not only website design but in print design and how I'm higher creating the hierarchy for websites and even um, um, some of the smaller projects but it's also given me the opportunity to work on some big things so I've gotten to work with um, Townhouse Digital on the COVID-19 We Are New York or We Are New York Strong um, project that's been incredibly fun I've gotten to work on um, one thing that I thought was super fun is a lot of the entrepreneurs that I was working with before, they've started, they've gone completely virtual. And so helping them create um, content for their virtual classrooms, their master classrooms and their um, boot camps has been really fun as well. That's so cool because again, it's like, you know, we may not have been looking for these new ideas, but when you're put into a place where now you really got to stretch yourself to, to come up with some ideas, man, I think people do start to get more and more creative when they're put into that position of it's really, it's really vital for their business, you know, to survive right now. Absolutely. Yeah. You said one of my favorite words too, by the way, you said the word intentional, which is huge when I'm you know, working with clients because it's not just doing something because you can do, you can do stuff all day long and, really not get anywhere. But when you're being intentional and when you really understand the rationale behind it, it definitely um, provides a bit more motivation, but also understanding um, within the business. And I know you and I were chatting just a little bit before we, we started, you know, the show about, you know, this now, this time being such an opportunity to work on the business and building your business versus just working in the business. So I'm curious, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on that. You know, it's been the, the slowdown that this has created has really been, I think, um, a kind of a wake up call because you get so used to doing things the way that you're doing them and you get so used to kind of um, just going with the, the regular flow of things that you have that a lot of times you don't have the opportunity to um, really reflect on the way that your business is structured, whether that's the most productive way for you to have it structured, whether that there are other ways that are better to structure your business, um, whether you are really checking all of those little boxes that are going to allow you to succeed in the long run with your business. And so really focusing on and writing down all of the things that you do, how you do them, um, how your clients are responding to those things. Um, and, what other ideas because a lot of times you just have ideas from working with other clients and how they're doing things and whether that's something that you can use in your business and how that can be effective way for you to um, whether it's connecting with other clients whether that's um, scaling with um, hiring someone else whether that's um, even um, just expanding on what you provide or even kind of slimming that down and being really specific about what you provide and who you provide it to. I, I think that this, this kind of time in our lives where there's so much uncertainty kind of forces you to be more reflective and really figure out what are the things that you can do to make your business sustainable, whether you really love your business, whether you really, whether it's really your passion and your purpose and whether it's something that you want to continue and create a legacy for your kids because that's always been a big thing for us especially with kids being so young and what are the things that we can do now to really solidify our business our careers 
and creating the life that we want them to have. Yeah, that's so awesome too. And I, and I feel the same way, you know, when it comes to that's definitely one of the foundational values that I have as regards to family and doing this with the intention that I'm, I'm serving the, the legacy that I want to build, but also being the absolute best self that I can for my family. You know, you, like you mentioned it earlier, as far as, you know, you really doing something for yourself. And when you started your business, like that was really important to grow and understand your own personal identity. And I, I grew up with that belief, you know, like my dad was always this, um, you know, very insightful, supportive mentor for me. And he always said, you know, like you have to do something for yourself before you can share it with others. And that stuck with me, you know, through, you know, getting my education, through developing my own career and really having that um, grounding that that wasn't a selfish approach. It was really important because it gave me something that I felt so good about for myself that I could share it with other people, whether it be clients or a partner or whatever, that, that really developed, you know, my, my mindset and my confidence. Oh, that is so, that's so awesome. Cause it, it just reminds me, my, my husband and I just had a conversation this morning about selfishness versus self care and how important it is to kind of put into yourself to make yourself better to, for the other person or for your kids or for your family or so that you are, you have to pour into yourself before you can pour into anyone else. Cause if you're empty, you're empty. There's no giving to others. So we talked about how important it was this morning that that just really ring a bell with me when you just said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, and I always look at it like a fuel tank or, you know, you look at it like a bank account. I mean, either way, like you said, empty is empty and you know, you've got to know that for yourself and also be able to, to speak up, which is really hard sometimes when you're like, this is what I need. Like first telling yourself, like recognizing it that, okay, this is what I need. And then secondly, telling the people around you that that's what you need and not apologizing for it, you know, asking for the, the grace and the space to, you know, give to yourself. And it might just be where you're like, I just need to get out for a walk for 20 minutes and nobody's coming with me. And that's totally okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's been like the biggest um, just lesson with <laughs> that's been my word of the year. Grace. And like, that's just, that's been the biggest thing, just understanding that it's okay. It's okay not to be everything to everybody. It's yeah. okay to give to yourself first because that's what makes you stronger. And it's such a, like, especially being um, a mom, I think we often forget that. Totally. Absolutely. And, and again, it's not a bad thing and being able to look at it and reflect and saying, is this serving me? And if it's not, what do you want to do differently? Because you can only rationalize and be like, oh, it's fine for so long when then all of a sudden you crack. <laughs> and then it's so much harder to get out of that negative, you know, that the negative mindset or, you know, that, that narrow tunnel vision that you have of like, this sucks and I'm not happy, you know? So um, do you have, I'm curious if you have um, a time when you can recall or like a situation when, the perception of something for you changed from being negative to being more positive? Oh, yeah. Um, 
I think there's been quite a few moments in my life where the thing where I struggled with that perception quite a bit. Um, one example is um, so with my husband's career, he played football for a while and then he's gone into coaching. And so there was always this idea of what, and I don't know if it was just me, like what I had in my head or what I thought other people thought um, about what I should and shouldn't be doing, how I should be doing things, how grateful I should be and all of these kind of markers to kind of um, define myself. And ultimately it, it just felt very, it felt very unhappy because it wasn't like a choice that I was making. And I felt very much so that people were imposing the ideas of what I should be happy with because I've always wanted to have something of my own. Um, but having that, I, that idea of like, you should be happy with what you have. You don't have to do this. So you shouldn't worry about doing it kind of thing. Uh, you should be happy just being a mom. You should be happy just being a wife. You should be happy having getting to travel and do all those all these different things and so for me it's something that other people saw as very positive but I saw the challenges of it being inside of it and so um and that that's also part of the reason I decided to start my business to have something for myself is because I knew that I was much more than what people had in their heads that I could do or should do um I'm like (laughs) I, I have my master's degree. I, you know, I, I've worked so hard to be put into this stereotypical kind of bubble of who I am or that people saw me as. And so I feel like one of my biggest challenges was um, kind of fighting my way outside of that and redefining my role and redefining myself and then being okay with that and being okay with people having their idea of what I should and shouldn't do and still doing what I know is right for me and my family. That's such an awesome story. Um, and I appreciate you sharing that. It's, it's incredible. You know, I, I joke when people say, you know, like the should, like we should on ourselves so much (laughs) and it comes from ourselves. It comes from outside. But again, it's that belief that we think that's what everybody wants from us. And maybe in a, in a way that maybe they do. Um, but like you said, it was just, the perception was that there was so much that you had, but for whatever reason, there was still something missing. And it's so courageous that you were able to say, it's not that you don't appreciate it, but what you need to fill you up and give you everything that you want is going to require more. Like, it, you know, so it, it didn't have to be where that wasn't, that wasn't um, important or that was, you didn't care about that. It just, there was still something missing and it's, it's a difficult thing to be able to say, and I'm going to go for that. And I'm going to fill that up for me because nobody else can, nobody else will. Right. Yeah, Yeah, definitely a struggle. It was, it was, um, I, I feel like, um, I feel like it was important to, it was important for myself and I think it was important to do because um, just this whole idea of you, you know who you are and you know what you have to give. And I felt like my purpose wasn't being served in just filling those two roles. Like I felt like I had more to give and I, I didn't want to. And that's one of the mantras that I have is not shortening the world with hiding your, your talents. Mm, I love that. 
and and you're so perfectly going into my very next question because I talk so much about um, you know gifts and the things that we have to share, and that's honestly that's why it's called a gift, right? Because it is something that we're going to share with other people to make powerful change. And so that could be in the form of a skill, of a talent and so forth, but I call them gifts and you know, really like to help people understand what those are and use them powerfully. And so I would love to hear, do you have um, you know, a, a gift that you can think of that you do use as your superpower and, and how you share that with others? Um. It's so hard. <laughs> um, I think that one of the gifts that I feel I share, especially most often with people, whether I've just met them or known them for a long time, is empathy. Um, I think empathy and understanding. I really strive hard to understand. I really strive hard to connect. And I think that so often we're not really sure what we need, but we feel the need to just let things out. And so like being a designer, being graphic and website designer, I never thought that I would also, you know, um, <laughs> be a sounding board for, for issues far beyond what I can help with. But being, having that empathy, having that understanding and having honest and authentic care for people, I think has really been my superpower, not only in my business, but in my life. That's, and, and I will, I will say that to be true because I have worked with you and because one of the things that drew me to, you know, trusting the fact that not just the work would get done, but that it would be done in a way that was really true to me is that you were such a good listener. And that goes back to what you were talking about, you know, when, when we first even had a conversation was making a client feel heard, making a client feel um, connected and that you had like the utmost care for them as a person, not just the product. And, and, and I think this is my opinion, but I think that also goes back to, you know, your background of, of, you know, being a teacher is so filled with compassion and so filled with um, helping people like not just understand it, but also feel confident that they can do it or be successful. Even if, you know, you're like right there along the way, guiding them. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I really feel like being a teacher has really been the foundation of so many um, things in my life that I, feel are important and it's really helped me to um I guess have that care like I, I feel like being a teacher has really been just that cornerstone foundational thing for everything that I've built upon it yeah and and you deal with a lot of craziness and I say that again speaking <laughs> from my own experience because I know how much patience you had working with me when I had ideas no. all over the place and all I wanted to do was just kind of get it out there and be like, can somebody understand what I'm trying to sort out in my brain? And, and you did, you were just like, I got you. This is like, we're <laughs> out. and it was just so like, again, like 
calm and you know it didn't like rile you up or maybe on the back end you didn't show it but you were (laughs) so patient and really listening to everything that I need that's what I needed um you know from you not just a really awesome designer but I needed somebody to help me figure it out and at the end of the day, that's again goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Is like the challenge of the small business owner to be like, I just need somebody to help me. And and when you start to open up that door and that belief that it's okay, that it doesn't mean that you're weak, it doesn't mean that you know your business is not going to reflect who you are. Like no, get your resources in line. Let other people help you and build your you know, build your united front of how you want to tackle and solve the problems of your clients together. Oh, yeah. I think it is so important for any business owner to have a community, have that tribe, have that group of people that you can depend on. It's it's like the single most important thing in any in any longevity of a business is having that community because your community not only helps you to, with the little things that you need done as far as like um, design or, or strategy or things like that, but it's a sounding board. It's somewhere where you feel safe and it's somewhere where you can be heard. And I think it can be really lonely. So creating that community is so, so important. Yeah. And I'll just tag on to that too. It goes, it really does go back to the mindset because when we, when we look at our business from a place of scarcity and we say, I can't spend any money. I can't have other people help me. Like I can't do this or whatever, because we're afraid, you know, if we spend the money, if we stretch ourselves that it's not going to come back. And it's truly is the opposite when you invest in your business, which then allows you to open up the idea that you can grow from that. It, it really changes the game. And I'm not saying be, you know, um, you know, not to be considerate of your budget or whatever, but, but you've got to come at it from a place of abundance. And that comes with your relationships, with your money, with, you know, the resources that you have in place. And if you don't have those things, find them, like, do not just sit back and be silent and think that it's just going to go away because then what happens with the business? You know, it's, if your intention is to serve people, do the work and put the investment in the time and energy that's needed to build your business for the long term because people want you around you know they need you absolutely absolutely and and so as of like right now and i would you know kind of want to wrap things up a little bit here like when you think about the current situation that we're in and you know the optimistic lens to get us through this what is you know, one piece of advice that you'll have for, you know, a small business owner or somebody that's listening right now that you can share that may help them get through this to that next stage? Uh, Don't lose faith. Like this, this is the time when things grow their most rapidly. Like this is the time where you can really focus on making those connections, Um, focus on building that community, focus on doing the little things that are going to make your business so much easier when things get back to normal, whatever that, whenever and whatever that may look like. So if you put the, put the work into your business now, um, you can solidify it for the future. 
And I think that right now is so, so important for you not to like cover your eyes and go under the sheets, like rise to the occasion because the challenges that you're facing now are just going to make you stronger. They're just going to make your business stronger. So go for it. I mean, close your eyes and go in. Yeah. Just like you've done. And and, (laughs) I mean, and I know for the first couple of weeks, I was like, I was one of those people under the covers. I was like, this is so much more comfortable. I really just want to stay here. <laughs> but then you know, I gave myself permission to do that for a little while. And then I came out and then I was like, right. let's go, let's, you know, right. do this. And so um, that's, that's some great advice. I know I always like to ask my guests about their mantras or their quotes. And you shared one earlier, but you shared another one with me, which I absolutely love. You said, smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor. Tell me about that. Oh my gosh, so many challenges. And I feel like I've learned the most when things were the hardest. When they're easy, you you don't pick up on those things because it's easy. So when things are rough, you really learn more about yourself. You learn about your business. You learn about the people that you're working with. And you learn how to survive. And I think that is just the most effective, the most amazing things when you learn to survive. That's so good. I'm going to write that one down too. I really, really like that one. Um, it also, you know, came to mind when we were talking about this, one of the other ones that I love, which is, um, you know, an object at rest stays at rest and an object in motion stays in motion. I feel like that oh, yeah. is so key right now. And I have to remind myself of that sometimes just for the basics, right? During the day. Right. <laughs> you know? I'm like, is it 10 o'clock? How did I sleep till 10 o'clock? Oh, for sure. It's rough you, deserve it. you deserve it. But um, <laughs> no, this, this has been so awesome. And um, I just think everything that, that you've done working with me is so fantastic. And I love that I've gotten to really understand um, just your approach and, and how you bring who you are to your business and um, just you're such an incredible resource for people, but also an extremely talented creative. So I just love spending this time with you, Jay. Oh, it's been amazing. I really miss talking to you. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I do. We need like, sessions. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know what? We've, we've got a little bit more time. And, and like you said, if you're, you know, we're, we're really all trying now to connect more than ever and ever. And then also find the ways that we can inspire and support each other. So, you know, we, we've got this opportunity. I say, I say uh, post show let's definitely keep that going because i so appreciate um everything that you do and can you please share with our listeners how they can find you absolutely so i have my website brimandbold.com um, and you can also reach me on instagram at brimandboldcreative um, and feel free to contact me on there send me messages i'm always checking in and looking into everything and my email is hello at brimandbold.com so awesome. So everybody, please take a moment to check her out. Check out what her and her team do. Um, follow her on Instagram. I will put that information into the show notes. And in the meantime, if you have been listening and you think somebody else really needs to hear this too, please share this episode with them. Subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. With love and laughter, have a great day. <laughs>